The Lord Jesus had 12 original disciples, but those men were just the first of many more followers of Christ. They are an example for us to learn from and a reminder that God works in ordinary people. Are you a true follower of Jesus Christ? Let's study the 12 with Scott Pauley today and find truth that will help us all to follow more closely to Christ. Whenever you find one of the Lord's lists in Scripture, you should mark it in your Bible and pay very close attention to it. And have you ever paid much attention to the list of the disciples? Now, they're found in several locations, but we're studying right now in Mark chapter number 3, this list of the 12, the original followers of Christ. Let me read the list to you again, see if you notice anything. The Bible says, And Simon, Mark 3 verse 16, And Simon he surnamed Peter and James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James. And he surnamed them Boanerges, which is the sons of thunder. And Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him, and they went into an house. Now that's the list. Uh, There are several things that jump out to me. For example, if you start looking at the, the story behind these names, you discover there's two sets of fishermen brothers. There are two men that go by the name of James. There are two Judases. That's significant. There are two Simons. You'll also notice that Peter is always listed first, and Judas is always listed last. So we have a, a definite leader among them, and then we also have the outlier the one who was numbered with them, but in so many respects was not a true follower of Jesus Christ. All along, he was really on the outside looking in. He was he was more a spectator than one experiencing the grace of Jesus Christ. If you compare this list to the other places in Scripture where the twelve are found, you'll find that they're always grouped together in the same three groups of four. I've always thought that was very interesting. It's my my opinion, at least, that our Lord had organized these men. You remember they were sent out two by two, and so in their individual ministry they go in twos. But I believe there was some organizational structure among them, perhaps for fellowship or accountability, uh, perhaps for function's sake and uh, travel responsibilities. Uh, But they're always grouped together in the same three groups of four. Now we're going to look at each one of these men individually. But before we do that, I'd like to point out a group within the group, and not only a group within the group, a group at the head of the group. We often refer to them as the inner circle disciples. They always are found at the beginning of the list. Listen to it again. And Simon he surnamed Peter, and James the son of Zebedee, and John the brother of James, and he surnamed them Boanerges, which is the sons of thunder. So here you have them, Peter, James, and John. What do these men have in common? To be honest with you, they are very different men. Now, we know James and John are brothers, uh, but Peter, uh, most people believe, was one of the oldest of the disciples. Uh, James is going to be the disciple that dies first, and John 
is really the youngest among them and will outlive the rest. So their experiences are varied. Their personalities are varied. What do they have in common? Oh, this is lovely. This is really a wonderful truth. Do you know what they had in common? They had Christ in common. I'm talking to people today that we're all very different, some more different than others. Uh, But what do we have in common? Uh, Peter would talk later in his writings about a common faith. Uh, You know what we have in common? We have Christ in common. That's the beautiful thing about the church. That's the beautiful thing about the family of God, that the Lord could take such different people and make us one. How does he make us one? In the person of Jesus Christ. But over the next couple of episodes, I want to talk to you about this inner circle because there's an emphasis on them in Scripture, and we must always place the emphasis where God places the emphasis. So uh, some people want to choose one of the more obscure disciples and read into their life and uh, try to fill in the blanks. That's very dangerous. We must never go beyond Scripture, and we should not fall short of Scripture. Let's just find out what does God say. And there are three of these disciples that the Lord gives more attention to than the rest, and they are Peter, James, and John. And what is the very first thing we learn about the inner circle, these who were closest to him? Well, the most obvious thing is found right here in our list in Mark chapter number 3, and it is this, that he changed them. Now, in a very real sense, the Lord changes everybody that he comes in contact with. He changed all the disciples. They were all different men. I mean, from where they started to where they ended up, from this beginning uh, in an obscure place, unlikely men, to them being martyred for their faith, that's quite a transformation. And he changes all of his followers. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. But did you ever notice in this list that there are only three disciples that the Lord literally changed their names? Listen to it again. And Simon, he surnamed Peter. And James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, and he surnamed them Boanerges, which is the sons of thunder. These are the only three disciples that are renamed by Christ. Now, in Scripture, all through Scripture, when God changes a man's name, it's always very significant. Do you know why he changed people's names? He changed their names because he wanted to change their natures. He changed their names because it was indicative of the transformation he was making on the inside. For example, it's not Abram, high father. Now, it is Abraham, father of many nations. That's just one example. Well, now he does it with these three disciples. What does he change them to? Well, he takes Simon and he surnames him Peter, which means a rock. Now, think about this just a moment. Peter is the most emotional, unpredictable, vacillating of the disciples, and the Lord's going to name him a rock? And then what of James and John? He's going to surname them Boanerges. Does that sound familiar, like energy? Literally, the sons of thunder. That sounds powerful, doesn't it? And yet when you began to read the story of James and John, it was their mother who came to Jesus and said, I want you to make my boys to sit on your right hand and your left hand. They were, they were the original mama's boys among the disciples, and yet Jesus is calling them the sons of thunder. Don't miss this. Our Lord was seeing them and naming them not because of what they were, but because of what they were going to be. Dear friend, today I want to tell you that Jesus sees you not just as you are. Praise God for this. He sees you as you are going to be. 
He does not just see you in your failures and your faults, but he sees you this day through the blood of Christ and the power of God as the person that he wants to make you. Would you let the Lord make you into the disciple he wants you to be? Would you let the Lord transform your life, change your name, spiritually speaking, change your nature, make you more like the Lord Jesus and more of the person God desires and designed for you to be? I wonder today, are you content to just be in the disciples? Are you content to just be in the number, in the 12? Or would you like to be in that group that comes very near to Christ? Would you like to be an inner circle disciple? Now, we're going to come back and talk about this inner circle more and their experiences with our Lord Jesus because, to me, this is the ultimate. This is this ought to be the heart and passion of every follower of Jesus Christ. Would you make this your prayer today? Dear Lord, don't let me just be a follower Let me be a closer follower. We come to Christ, we commune with Christ, and by the grace of God, we come closer and closer to Christ. Oh, Lord, help us to be intimate, inner circle disciples of Jesus Christ this day. Thank you for joining us today as we looked into God's Word. It is our prayer that you will follow Christ and lead others to Him. Our world is desperate for truth and hope. Scott Pauley has written a new booklet on the need of our nation that addresses what believers can and should be doing at this time. Order your copy now at enjoyingthejourney.org. We'd love to hear from you and look forward to studying with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey.